Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the movie Troy with um, Brad Pitt. So if you haven't seen that yet and you want to avoid spoilers, please go watch that first and then come back and listen to Jade and I talk about it. But next week we will be starting uh, The Odyssey, which was translated by Emily Wilson. That's the edition we're working with. And honestly, if you haven't read that one yet, I would highly recommend it. I think it's really... Uh, user-friendly, and it's a really easy read, especially if you're just trying to start getting into um, translations like this. I think it's one that's going to help a lot of people. To It's like, a lot of these, they try and bog it down with words that aren't easily understood, and it's one of the reason I kind one of the reasons I kind of shy away from tra- translations in general, but I think this one did a really good job of not only translating the word exactly, but also, like, translating the, like, summarizing instead of trying to go, like, word by word translating. Um, and I honestly think that you'll be able to read it and it'll be nice and fun and you will enjoy listening to us talk about it. So if you haven't read that yet, please do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the only real news we have. Our next Patreon episode will be coming out on the first Friday as per usual. So if you want to join Patreon and get some of that exclusive po- content, um, the first Friday Patreon episode will be about the Song of Achilles. So, you know, that's coming up and that'll be a lot of fun. So listen to us talk about that. And yeah, that's kind of all I've really got for you guys this week. But I will catch you all in the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. Today, we are going to be going over Troy, the movie, uh, which came out in 2004 and, of course, has the everyone's favorite Brad Pitt for some reason. Um, that's neither here or there, whatever. But we will be talking about that. And I am joined today with, ah, I'm joined today by Jade from About a Book Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. We watched it yesterday. It's it's pretty long one, isn't it? It was like two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I did not realize it was that long until we were like, in the call watching it and i was like oh oh this is chonky this <laughs> yeah. is a thickums it still saves you the time from reading the book though because the book will take probably 10 times more than that because it's you know a bit of a slog at points so yeah definitely yeah but we'll talk about you know if you should watch the movie and the comparisons a bit later on but. yes for sure so right off the bat instead of like having a narrator throw us in for some reason they had like text on screen i don't think Mm -hmm. it was was it narrated i no it wasn't there's just a little bits at the start the what what are they called uh like subtitles kind of yeah there's a word for it i don't know but yeah just kind of giving a bit of background like the trojan war has been going on for this many years and blah blah yeah i was like okay that's a way to set the scene like they could have done like a cute little montage they could have done a lot of different things but instead they were like eh good enough suffer through this and then we're kind of just like straight into the action aren't we yeah yeah a little bit we had like a giant like Achaeans greek army which they had to have like hundreds of thousands extras for that oh, or they 100%. green screened it There's if it was so a green people. screen it looked pretty like decent but yeah i'd say they mm-hmm. had hundreds of extras it was very impressive i thought that the location was really good too yeah, I still don't know where it was filmed, but it was beautiful. Either. Yeah, it was. It looked it looked legit anyway. You know, it looked historically <laughs> accurate. Yeah, it looked <laughs> like I'm, Greece. Yeah, how I imagined it to be anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as the characters go, I didn't actually know who was who some of the time. I kind of got a bit, yeah. like, confused. I wish they were a bit clearer, like, you know, hey, Paris, you know, but it was kind of, you kind of mm-hmm. had to, like, you kind of figured it out as it went along, I guess. Still wasn't sure who Odysseus was. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, like I, I figured that he was probably the guy that like came and gave Achilles 
advice sometimes Mm -hmm. but i was like i they've never said this actor's name like this character's name so i have no idea who this is yeah i mean i think if you hadn't well even if you did read the book because clearly we did and we were confused but yeah Mm -hmm. that'd be the one thing is that maybe like it's kind of handy this is not a sponsor but you know on amazon prime where it has like who's in the scene and the the actor and the character they're playing yeah it's handy for that yeah that was nice i i think you saw me like tab over a couple times you're like hmm who's this but uh the other thing i wanted to talk about was the kings are drastically older than they should be like people did not live past like 30 years old (laughs) So it's like and they're all, it's kinda... all very well groomed facial hair too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like in the middle of like charging out to war, and they're like looking beautiful and everything. I'm like, okay, weird. <laughs> very like Jason Momoa esque, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, rugged <laughs> but well taken care of. Yeah, if they made that like nowadays, he'd probably be cast because I think he'd be great for it. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Honestly, I think it's we're at a point in the world where Jason Momoa can basically be cast for any movie and somehow they'll figure out a way to work him in there. Yeah. I'm not like, complaining though. Even if he's like bystander number one in like <laughs> an area that he definitely shouldn't be like, they're like, Oh, this says, uh, I don't know. Japan. And we're doing an anime movie. He's going to be like the tourist that comes in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll make it make way for him. But, yeah, they'll uh, figure spe- it out. Speaking of, I thought the casting of this movie was pretty decent. Like, I didn't know Orlando Bloom was in it. So Neither. that was some eye candy. Then Brad Pitt, which we discussed, was some eye candy. So even if some parts are a bit boring or, you know, a fight scene, sometimes I tend to, like, you know, zone out a bit if there's, like, a big fight scene. So at least it's, like, something nice to watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there was, there was quite a bit of uh, Brad Pitt nudity as well. Yeah. Yeah, they honestly made this action movie for women. I'm going to say it because (laughs) the amount of like booty shots we get of all of the men while they're fighting. I was like, yeah, (laughs) love that for us. It was beautiful. And also, I want to talk about how they somehow made Orlando Bloom look like an infant, even though he was definitely like in his 20s or maybe early 30s in this movie. Very, very baby faced. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. he's that's kind of how I imagine like Paris to be, you know, very kind of like young and kind of like cheeky, I guess. Um, Because, I mean, he caused all that trouble with like the golden apple and stuff. You know what I mean? So he was a bit uh, not too mature, but. Yeah, that's how I imagined him. So I thought Orlando Bloom did a good job. Um, And yeah, he was very pretty. So I enjoyed that. (laughs) Yeah, facts. Big mood, though. He's very pretty. But before we even get to the Battle of Troy, they gave us a shot of like the Battle of Thessaly for some reason. Mm -hmm. And they really just wanted to like rub in Achilles just being an absolute like arrogant dirtbag. Okay, like... They're at this giant battle and they're like, listen, the like King of Thessaly and Agamemnon are like, hey, here's what we're going to do. How about you bring your number one guy and then we'll give our number one guy. They battle and then we don't have to have a giant war. And the king's like of Thessaly is like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. So the King of Thessaly brings out a guy, giant man. And then Agamemnon calls for achilles achilles isn't there someone has to go achilles wake is up by achilles. brad pitt as well by the way yes yes, yes yeah and uh they have to go wake up achilles achilles apparently had a threesome the night before <laughs> was drunk as a skunk or something and then just like rolls out of bed he's like what time is it and they're like he's like we're all already at the battlefront and he's like oh Ah, I almost missed it. Okay. And like gets on a horse, runs out to the front, kills the guy in three seconds. And then he's like, all right, I'm done here. He's just the ultimate, ultimate Chad in this. Like there's just, Mm -hmm. he's just an absolute killing machine. And you know, all the guys are are jealous. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And he's, he's really carrying the whole army on his back, you know? Yeah, for sure. They basically were like one Achilles is like 50 soldiers to this yeah. at this point so they really just kind of you know set us up to not like achilles right from the beginning which was a strange strange choice it didn't work for me though because he was played by brad pitt so 
you know, yeah, yeah. automatically. <laughs> that man <laughs> is very pretty. He is not my type, but he is a very pretty man. So I was like, mm. yeah, because I said to you at the start, I was like, oh, I'm not really like into Brad Pitt, you know, whatever. But then by the end, I was like, yeah. <laughs> There's something about a like kind of dirty, like warrior sweat soaked Brad Pitt that's like, yeah, nice. Like normal Brad Pitt, okay. All right, it's, you're pretty. It's very uh, what's the word? Like a very evolutionary attraction. You're like, yes, look mm-hmm. at this provider going out there on the hunt. Look at that sweat. <laughs> He's been working hard. <laughs> yeah, literally. So like watching the movie, like, you know, it's relating it back to that. Like it actually kind of put into perspective what the Trojan War actually looked like. Like mm-hmm. it actually, you know, put that image in my mind clearer than the book did. And I was like, whoa, this is like pretty brutal. I mean, I knew it was brutal before, but, mm-hmm. you know, with the fire arrows and just seeing like the weaponry and stuff was really cool. And just yeah. like the amount of people as well that it would be at these feasts and at these battles was crazy. And all the oh, big, huge boats and everything. It was really impressive. Yeah, seeing the amount of boats that came up, I was like, there's no way that can be historically accurate because where would they keep them all? But like, and then I'm thinking about it and it's like, well, they wanted Achilles because he had 43 boats himself. Mm. You know? So it's like, is there, like, if he was the largest person who had the most boats, but Agamemnon is like the king of kings, how many boats and how many people were under Agamemnon to have them have that many boats? Yeah, exactly. So I think it probably was like accurate. But yeah. um, what's crazy to me is like, I don't know how the population didn't get like really, really low. Because if you have all those men going mm-hmm. to war and like so much slaughter, when do they even have time to like repopulate? You know what I mean? But I mean, there was a lot of that action in the movie too. So as we saw, they they made some time for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying they have no form of birth control. And apparently they're banging every single night from what the movie leads us to believe. So yeah. And all the men are perfectly groomed. You know, they got like no chest hair or anything. They got the Mm -hmm. big beards, but then it's like, you know, these like big massive pecs and muscles and like not a hair you know nothing perfectly groomed (laughs) i know it was quite lovely let me just say i just think it's interesting because it's like for some reason it felt like this movie leaned more towards the female gaze Mm -hmm. which is not something you'd really expect from an action movie like all of the men were always like shirtless or really short skirt you know so like when yeah. Brad Pitt did a nice little <laughs> twirl, you can see a little booty cheek action. But like, then you have see him like um, doing it with uh, Briseis, and like Briseis is fully covered the entire time. But you can see everything Brad's per- yeah. Pitt's basically working with. So it's kind of interesting because it's just like most movies, you know, they really kind of objectif- objectify the women that are in it, and it felt very reversed. I agree yeah and then especially like in the book I feel like it was the opposite way like Mm -hmm. as we were going through we noticed that like they were talking about like a woman's like you know lingerie like Aphrodite's like lingerie and like Mm -hmm. you know just the beauty their beauty and stuff I suppose there was a lot of descriptions of like men being very like masculine and stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah I surprised as well because generally speaking I would have thought that like Troy would be like aimed at men as well Mm-hmm. you know um so that was interesting to see yeah. that it kind of felt like they weren't sure who their audience for this movie was like i don't know if you got that feeling too because it's like first of all most general action movies who that don't really have much of a plot line usually are geared towards men mm-hmm. um n- not for like any reason not saying that like men enjoy those types of movies or anything I'm just saying that, like, they tend to be more geared towards men, mostly because, of, like, the directors are usually men. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of what it is. So, but this movie, they obviously didn't really gear it towards men. It just kind of felt like it was geared towards women, but, like, not enough to commit to the fact that, like, they didn't have any female characters talk to each other. There really wasn't yeah. a role of women. That's, so yeah, that's like, very true. I actually didn't notice yeah. any of the female characters, like, interacting with each other. And they really mm-hmm. did kind of, like, have minimal lines and stuff, I guess. Minimal yeah. influence, I guess. 
even yeah. like Helen, I don't think did a whole lot. No, even she though really she's didn't. the whole reason the war started. Yeah. Yeah, it was more, no it was more like just if they wanted to communicate something to like one of the men or like, you know, there's like a sex scene or something. But yeah. Yeah, no Bechdel test was ever passed in this movie, let's be honest. No. But like the other thing too that's kind of weird to me is like, you know, say, okay, you're not gearing it towards men who like action movies, you're not gearing it towards women who like storytelling, you know, you're mostly gearing it towards women who like eye candy which is fine which but, is me <laughs> yeah i mean you know everyone's got that like what is it what's that called not secret movie i care guilty pleasure uh, guilty pleasure thank you my brain was saying secret, secret pleasure movie. and i felt wrong <laughs> i was like I don't, I don't remember what this word is but uh it's like it's not a guilty pleasure movie and like the other thing is like you could have geared it towards people who like retellings or like um yeah because they could have had like because they could have had more like obviously there was character like characters in it but it could have been more like character focused and less kind of like war if they wanted to like Mm -hmm. go for that angle um yeah but there was some action from the women like i can't remember who it was now it's gone out of my mind but remember the girl that like stabbed him in the neck oh briseis yeah briseis yeah Mm -hmm. so that was pretty cool because she was like a hero Mm-hmm. yeah i know. mean i really liked it not really liked it but i liked it but i just i don't really understand who their target audience was when they were like developing this movie because it's if they wanted to be more historically accurate a lot more drama happens that they didn't include mm-hmm. you know like they didn't include anything that happened with the gods at all so it's like it almost feels like they wanted to make a realistic version of the iliad but then they didn't which... actually go all the way to make it realistic yeah 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 I don't know. I really don't understand who this movie is for. But that was actually one of the main things we said when we were watching it was that we were disappointed that there was no gods in it because yeah. for me that was like the most entertaining part of reading it was seeing all the drama between the gods and how the gods are like interfering on earth. And there wasn't much kind mm-hmm. of like making sacrifices to the gods either. Like it was pretty... Yeah. Like it was kind of like secular in that sense, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. There wasn't much talk to the gods too much. Yeah, and then they had, like, that whole part about, like, uh, Achilles being mad at Apollo and, like, knocking his head off of the statue and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why did this happen? I don't get it. I don't know. And they didn't didn't mention, maybe they did, like, just in passing and I didn't notice, but they didn't say much about, like like Achilles like origin story with being kind of like a supposed like demigod and stuff mm-hmm. either you know yeah I think the movie was mostly people that like were familiar with the battle of Troy and the characters already because I think if you're going into it totally blind you'd be like very confused yeah yeah that feels right it's yeah it feels very much like a Trojan movie which I guess it is called Troy but it's not really an <laughs> Iliad movie no. You know, and it's just I don't I feel like they tried too hard to make it historically accurate and kind of suck the lifeblood out of it. Yeah, it's like why are like mythological kind of classical adaptions always disappointing? Like the Percy Jackson movies and everything, you know, it's like mythology and classics is so cool, but then all of like the media associated with it, well not all of it, but a lot of it sucks and it's just like Mm -hmm. guys like you could be like you know reviving classics if you know they didn't make things that were so sucky yeah i know i i'm excited for the new percy jackson oh tv oh the series yeah yeah i wonder is it gonna be on netflix or what i think it's going to disney plus oh okay yeah, I've got Fingers Disney Plus, so that's good anyway. But I was actually talking to somebody on, on Bookstagram the other day, saying that like lately there's been such like a craze for like myth- mythology kind of slash classic adaption books. Mm-hmm. Like I can see lore on your bookshelf there, and then yeah. Song of Achilles, which we've mentioned a bunch, and then um, A Thousand Ships, Circe. Mm-hmm. Like there's been so much that have come out in the last few years, and I think it's great. Yeah, Thousand Ships is actually on my TBR. I'm hoping to read that soon too. I haven't read any I haven't read any of those ones yet, actually, so I'm gonna get on that. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a big drive in Hollywood to kind of, we get tired of, like, a couple years ago, there was this whole conversation about how they're just doing re, uh, they're redoing all of the old, like, 80s movies. Those yeah. aren't old, but, like, you know, all of the yeah, 80s yeah. movies that were really popular, they just started redoing them, the, like, the last couple years. And we're like, listen, these movies, one, aren't old enough that, like... They need to be updated. Yeah, or they're, they're not that, that actually old. benefit from being updated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna redo stories, you should do stories that, like, either grandparents saw when they were little kids or like older adults saw them when they were little kids like if your Mm -hmm. parents saw them as a teenager or as a young adult it's too soon to redo them because it's like the older version's still accessible i agree yeah and like my other problem with that is like like there's a high demand for people to get books to movies and because the books are already fully fleshed out and most books are written in a way that they're easily able to be turned to screen Mm -hmm. now like it won't take a whole lot of work from a um like screen uh writer's perspective because books are very dialogue based now yeah like more so than they used to be you know like I don't know. Maybe it's just my opinion, but I felt like in like the early 2000s when you were like reading books, there was a lot of things that were like working on in your head. Like most of the story was like things that the characters were thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not as much as like a problem anymore. Like there is still some of that and you do lose a bit of that coming to the screen, but it's not nearly as much of a problem as it was yeah. like when Harry Potter was made into a movie, you know? like Exactly, yeah. And I feel like as well, like, um, directors and stuff are more willing to, like, allow the author to be, like, the screen writer mm-hmm. or to, like, have, like, a lot of input. Because um, there's some movies that have been made in recent years, like, say, like, Fault in Our Stars or, like, Perks Being mm-hmm. Wallflower. That's basically, like, the exact book, you know? Like, all the dialogue is taken straight from the book, which is great. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just saying as well that, um, yeah, I feel like, mythology adaptions are like thriving at the moment and it kind of reminds me of like say back a couple years ago when like dystopians are really big and you had like divergent and hunger games and all that type of thing so yeah yeah i think there's also a lot of demand for mythology retellings because like most of the people who are like reading new adult now grew up really liking mythology and there's mm-hmm. not enough mythology retellings like you go through percy jackson you're like this is great but i want something more adult you know and once you get to that point there's not that much that i've at least been able to find and listen i'm really willing to take recommendations my instagram is <laughs> at barely bogus but like i let i read lore it was good it's not really a myth retelling in my opinion because it basically more, takes everything oh, more just using the, more just using the characters right and kind of yeah. Thing, yeah so it's like i want more myth retellings like i really loved a song of achilles i think it was really good i enjoyed it but you know the gods aren't the center focus as much of that one so i want yeah. more where gods are more of an active role yeah i love mythology like i was so close to having like a mythology slash folklore podcast so mm-hmm. i was thinking of maybe doing one on a patreon if i ever set one up but um yeah Do i think it. it's awesome so i'm really excited to read all, all more of these especially it's kind of like reading this is kind of put me back into that world again as well you know mm-hmm. so i think the first one i'm gonna i'm nearly finished where the crawdad sing finish that tonight so when that's over i'm gonna get into song of achilles and i can't wait yeah it's fresh in my mind oh we Do have it. to talk about that as well his murder was even worse on screen it was just so upsetting yeah pat's death on screen wrecked me because like it very much looked like achilles you know when he had his helmet on and achilles or or pat runs out immediately seeks out hector tries to get to him you know and hector kills him takes off the helmet realizes it's not achilles and it's like uh i was like oh no it was yeah. so sad we were freaking out watching it we were like mm. no turn it off it's too sad i can't do it yeah it was really really heartbreaking um mm. it like really brought it to life even more than like the book did you know yeah for sure. and um 
They also put in the gruesome bit, though, which we were surprised about, of, like, when Achilles dragged his body around with the chariot. And then they showed his face, and it was all, like, gross. I know. They fully took advantage of the rated R rating. (laughs) You know, like, they did not pull any punches. Um, They were like, here's uh, one big death scene, and also, you know... uh, here's what it would look like if you got dragged behind a horse for a day at least they cut it down to a day instead of a week because it was a week in the book you know very gross and then they showed him like setting the body on fire like cremating it Mm -hmm. and then Achilles that was just like really upsetting as well but it's it kind of like like you know beautiful in a way the way like they showed like Pat's funeral and then they showed like his funeral and it's kind of like oh you know back yeah. together there was kind of like that uh you know friendship slant to the movie with all the male mm-hmm. interactions it wasn't all just fighting but yeah because I, so, I think like I think like male friendship was a really big part of the Iliad mm-hmm. so it's nice that they got that across in the movie as well yeah for sure but the weird thing to me though is that they made pat his cousin and i was like "Mm, i didn't even notice that Mm. yeah he kept saying my cousin my cousin my like blah 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 i just thought that was like in um you know like in some classics they say my cousin but it's more just like a name for like someone that's like close to you oh maybe that maybe that's what they meant to do i thought they were making him his actual cousin i was like um that's his boyfriend but okay (laughs) Yeah, it could have been that. I don't know for sure because I didn't actually notice that. But yeah, like you know, um, the what's it called, Daphne de is it Daphne de Moye? Is that how you say her name? I don't know how you say her name. I'll be honest with you. I think it's so. Daphne de Moye. But anyway, her book, My Cousin Rachel. It's not actually about a cousin Rachel. It's like a friend mm-hmm. Rachel. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'm not sure. I don't know that much about that time period to know. If that's what they were doing, or yeah. like you know the director choice, or yeah, who knows? But they're boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, read a song of Achilles if you haven't done it already. Uh, there will <laughs> there is a Patreon episode about it. So yeah, definitely listen and also read it because it's worth your time. Um, oh, I saw, the one- this is off topic as well, but I saw mm-hmm. your comment on um read it next podcast about um, yeah red white and blue and you need to read that because it's amazing i know it's been on my tbr for so so long and i haven't read it yet like it's not like oh my god i'm blown away amazing literature but it's just like a really fun nice read and it's just really happy and like idealistic you know it's very okay. unreal it's very unrealistic because mm-hmm. you know there's no political repercussions for the two people dating but it's just you know really it's a pretty nice movie anyway i mean really nice book but that's off topic i would personally not recommend watching troy with your family because there is like a lot of steamy scenes you know Mm -hmm. um what was that that scene as well with um achilles when he like you know he's in the bedroom and he like i think he's like threatening her he's like holding a knife up to her neck and then it just she has a knife up she has a knife up to his neck and it's like he's like do it i dare you and then like immediately rolls her over and they sleep together and i was like oh (laughs) yeah it's very like it's very like or what make me type of thing yeah yeah (laughs) i was like okay achilles in a knife play you know whatever you do you achilles (laughs) we're not here to shame but like achilles was definitely into knife play like you can you can just tell yeah yeah no definitely i was like okay i see you achilles why think he's always trying to go off to battle you know what i mean yeah he's like that's what gets him going i guess (laughs) oh my goodness it's like whoa achilles your spear it's like digging into me (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that one got me that one got me (laughs) oh geez yeah achilles is very much into uh all sorts of you know violence even in the bedroom i guess like (laughs) (sighs) achilles walks out he's like don't mind these bruises anyways moving on definitely got them at war yesterday (laughs) yeah um but speaking of briseis and achilles though briseis they made her much more of a 
plot point because like this happened in Song of Achilles too. And like now I'm starting to like question myself. But Briseis was supposed to be Achilles' wife before they went to Troy. And then, you know, he gets to keep her or whatever. Like she's a war prize. Mm-hmm. And then like Achilles had killed her whole family and her husband. She's a war prize. And then Agamemnon takes her. But Song of Achilles, this isn't really spoilers for anybody that hasn't read it, but just like a small detail. Yeah. Song of Achilles and Troy both made it so that like she was one in the Trojan War and then Agamemnon tries to like take her again in that way, which is fine, but it's just kind of a weird choice to me. Like it's like why did you make it so that like this entire relationship between Briseis and Achilles seems to only happen in like the span of like three minutes. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to have more like screen time for the women. It was just a weird choice to me. Yeah, I see that. It's not even that it like means anything, but it was just strange. Also, this movie had me feeling so bad for Hector. The entire time. Yeah. Like, Hector was trying to get Paris not to take Helen. He's like, we need to turn around, go back. Like, you don't want to do this. And Paris is like, but I love her, brother. And <laughs> Hector's like, dude, like, come on. Like, now the entire country's going to have to go to war. You know, I just, I feel real bad for Hector right now because they made Paris live in this movie. And I know Paris is supposed to die. Mm-hmm. and Hector's supposed to die so it's like the fact that they really just made Hector die and Paris survive just really rubs some salt into that wound I was like yeah. yeah that's a good point actually they did kind of like change up who died and stuff because as we were saying we were like really shocked when um, Achilles didn't die at the end of the Iliad but then he died at the yeah. end of this which I, yeah. I prefer I prefer him dying in the end because I just think it like rains the story up a bit and then you kind of have mm-hmm. like the mirroring with like Pat and stuff. But um yeah, that's a good point that like Hector died. Yeah. Plus like background. everyone yeah. I loved him in the book as well. So I know. Yeah. I was like Hector. I know. They really tried to make us warm to Hector very quickly because they're like, Oh yeah, his wife and child, his wife's like, Hey, please don't go to war, blah blah blah. You know, and she's at home, like, knitting a quilt for him. She's like, oh, this will be so nice when he gets home <laughs> this evening, you know, has this, like, warm tub. Little does she know he's literally dead on the ground right now. Oh, stop. Uh, it's so sad. <laughs> it is so sad. And it's just, like, they really... This one was worse for me because they gave Hector and his wife and the newborn baby so much screen time. And yeah, like, that baby, that baby got a fat check for that movie. <laughs> yeah, truly. Because that baby was in a lot of scenes. Yeah. Like, wow. And the other thing that was kind of wild to me is they had this whole moment of the day before Hector dies. He, like, knows he's probably going to die because he had just killed Pat yeah. by accident. And then he, like, walks his wife through and she, he's like, you remember how to get down here? And she's like, yeah, oh. why? And he's like... Well, because, like, you might have to leave the country or, like, leave the city and, like, get as many people out as you can. And she's, like, he's, like, because I might not come home tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just killed Pat. And I was, like, "Ah." I can't even see right now, but I'm getting emotional. I know. It was so so sad. And, like, even thinking of, like, the real story or whatever, like, or even, like, times back then. Like, these are, like, I'm sure there was, like, so many women and wives who, like, didn't know, like, what happened to their husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure there were yeah. so many unrecorded deaths or just, like, people got missing or just, like, whatever. So mm-hmm. imagine just, like, your husband just never coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, not especially, even knowing what happened. Especially the Trojan War being, like, 10 years long. Yeah. Like, if you had a baby the day the Trojan War started... Then by the time the Trojan War is done, that kid is 10 years old and never seen his own father. Yeah, if you think of it like that, it's crazy. And especially if, you know, like back then there was no like postal service. You know what I mean? He couldn't. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, you can't ring them. You can't even like, send them a letter or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. so it's like no contact at all. 
So yeah. yeah, I did feel bad for like the women in this movie, definitely. And also because they were like roughed around so much as well by mm-hmm. the men. I feel like that was really accurate to yeah. the book though. Like the book more so seems to like kind of imply it. Whereas this was like, yeah, no, we're going to show you what this would have looked like. Yeah. Which I'm not a big fan of like glossing over history, you know, like yeah. I know it's brutal and I know it's terrible, but I still would like to know what people would have gone through. Yeah. And so I kind of appreciated this just. I did too. You know, like it wasn't like it wasn't like uncomfortable to watch, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but it did make you feel a lot, a lot of sympathy for the women in this movie and for the men too, because you really saw how brutal it was. Mm-hmm. hashtag it's brutal yeah. out here <laughs> truly like all of Achilles's murders awful to watch because they were oh, very brutal yeah and they all had like blood in their beards mm-hmm. and just like yeah. just it's, it was so like fighting dirty you know like right in the neck where you see like the the arrow going straight through their body um but yeah, it wasn't was actually of- I know we're saying there's a lot of murder but it wasn't actually overly gory I didn't think I don't think so either but it was like it was surprising to me how much um, guerrilla warfare yeah. there was, you know, because I don't think like realizing it while watching the movie, I thought back and I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been a lot more sneaky than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I had I didn't think that when I was reading it. But like when yeah. they were talking about Trojans coming and fighting at daybreak, I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been basically. Yeah early hours in the morning no one would have been awake like yeah Yeah. that would have been really dirty also another change that's in the movie not the book is we saw the trojan horse finally yes that was brutal that was messed up like that was really bad and you made the really good point you're like what if they did just set the trojan horse on fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no reason to bring that in there yeah yeah, literally, because they lit- the way they made the Trojan horse sound, like, as my understanding of the Trojan horse as a kid was more like that entire company that was stuck in there dismantled the entire city. Yeah. But I didn't realize they had people waiting, and then they let them all into the city, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, so. but that, I, what was I going to say? Yeah, the whole idea of, like, that happening, like, was unrealistic to me. And then I remember I Googled it yesterday when we were watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it probably wasn't true. Because, yeah, that could have gone seriously, seriously wrong. And I feel like mm-hmm. because those men were so, like, you know, smart and familiar with war and stuff, I doubt that they would just, like, accept a gift like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for sure. As, as much as I love the story and love the thought of it, yeah, unfortunately, it's fake. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the but one oh. also, I was gonna say that I think this movie appealed to people that like don't like. I don't want to say like pretentious, but like don't know the real Trojan War, you know, or like don't know the real Iliad. It's kind of like the, uh, I don't know. I guess like the the tropes of the Trojan War, like you have Achilles getting shot in the ankle. You have like the tro. You have the Trojan horse. You have like you know. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like this movie is like what you would expect the Iliad to be but then like when I was reading it I was like oh like all this stuff isn't in it you know what I mean yeah I think it's a very simplified version which is fine but you know I really do miss all of the gods banter like that's the best part of the book yeah and you could have a whole movie just from the gods perspective of the Trojan War and I'd watch it I think that would be really interesting Disney get on it yeah, I don't think Disney could do it. I think it had to be HBO. I don't have HBO. That's not really a thing over here. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I don't think Disney, maybe Hulu? Because, you know, I don't think Disney could do that whole scene of Hera sleeping with Zeus to uh, <laughs> win the war and get Aphrodite's lingerie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Disney would do it. Yeah, true. <laughs> That would give them some bad reviews. So maybe that's never going to happen. Maybe just do a retelling of what that would look like for us. Yeah. You know, it do- that far doesn't need to be accurate. Okay. Cause <laughs> like th- they would, no one's going to see it if they did that. <laughs> they include that part. Like it's going to get 
it's going to get canceled. Oh, the, the last thing I did want to talk about before we move to a slightly new fun segment of the re- <laughs> reviews left on this movie, because I think they'll be hilarious. <laughs> um, I did want to talk about Paris killing Achilles because, you know, as we kind of find out through like the mythos of Achilles's death, it's apparently supposed to be Apollo from my understanding that kills Achilles. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they changed it to Paris was really strange because they had yeah. to do two things. You know, first they had to make a reason for Paris to kill Achilles, which for them, they made it, they Achilles or Paris thought that Achilles was, you know, going after Briseis. So he was trying to protect Briseis. But then after that, they had to make it so that Paris was not remorseful for his actions. So even though, you know, Briseis is crying for Achilles and it's like, please, no, hold on, you know, very sad about this because Achilles works his entire way through Troy trying to find Briseis to save her and kills two people who are trying to attack her. Paris is not remorseful at all. You know, even seeing Briseis like crying, trying to like make sure he's okay. And I'm like, that is just a very strange change for the fact that we know that Paris is like the most lovable, innocent baby who, you know, is always like love first kind of guy. So it was just weird because it's like he didn't say anything to Briseis at all either. When he like grabs her, he didn't say anything about Achilles. That's true. Yeah, I was like, it was very weird just like having that change. And it's because the gods aren't involved and they still want to include, you know, Achilles' death, they had to find a way to make that happen. Very true. Yeah, I didn't actually notice that until you said it. But yeah, so there was. Yeah, there was some strange changes, um, which I'm sure are going to be in the uh, the bad reviews. Yeah, but um, I guess they did have to adapt it for screen, make the most of like what they because they couldn't just like take God's out and continue as normal. They had to make some changes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're gonna move to reviews of this film. So I'm not gonna give any names of the actual reviews just because I want to protect the reviewers. Um, so I will just read them word for word. So the first one we see is violent watered down version of the Iliad (laughs) first of all did you not read the Iliad because it was very violent like let's start there and watered down it was two hours and 40 minutes that's pretty like (laughs) yeah it's pretty it's pretty thick but I mean I guess I will take the fact that you know they took out all of the gods and like the actual plot so I can see where you'd get watered down from there yeah because to be honest as we mentioned it was kind of just an eye candy movie you know mm-hmm. a lot of it to be fair so yeah. i guess that's a fair comment yeah we'll allow that part but the violent part did you not read the book the book was violent yeah. okay like they describe people even more violent on the floor. yeah yeah even more violent, i would say yeah yeah the violence was watered down in this let me tell you that um let's see <laughs> an adaptation of the iliad that would have to have worked much harder to miss the point of the iliad any more thoroughly nice (sighs) i mean you know this isn't i know it's an iliad translation not translation retelling but it feels more of like a trojan war retelling yeah i don't think it was the iliad retelling it was i think it was trying to be a kind of historical Mm -hmm. uh interpretation of the war and then they just used the characters from the iliad because you know they had to yeah i think that's more of a marketing fall and that's probably why it was rated so badly it's because they marketed it marketed Uh, it yeah as the iliad which it's not it's really not because it doesn't follow the storyline at all okay so next one while an achievement in visuals Troy fails in every other aspect, including its writing and storytelling. Have to agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a fair wasn't one. Great. Yeah. Nope. It's yeah. No, I agree with you there. The visuals beautiful, stunning. You know, the landscape is really nice. All of the uniforms 
were appealing to the eye, probably not historically accurate, but pretty. The outfit choices were very pretty. I liked that no yeah. one ever wore pants. That very was... nice jewelry as well, as you yeah, pointed yeah, out. Yeah. But there isn't really much of a plot uh, besides Achilles likes to get it on. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the plot. I enjoyed uh, let's the plot. See. Yeah, I did enjoy the plot. I definitely enjoyed the plot. You know, it is what it is. Hold on, let's pull up more critic reviews because this is fun for me. I love reading reviews of I have a question that... for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to make an Iliad movie now, who would you cast as like Achilles? And Pat and I don't know, I guess some of the gods or whatever. Hmm. Jason Momoa's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I think he's okay. just going to be a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's this is my question: Are we doing it historically accurate, or are we going to do what I would rather this be? Because I'd rather cast the Song of Achilles as a movie. Yeah. Like if we scrap the Iliad, because you know it's a good basis starting point, but like now we've moved on to better, and I'd rather <laughs> AKA see <the> smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a little spice book, you know? Like, I think that the Song of Achilles is, like, nice. It's It's got some spicy scenes. But, like, I much prefer the storytelling of the Song of Achilles and how that works in the universe mm-hmm. than the Iliad. Because the Iliad is just graphic violence. Like, while we get a lot more of the gods, I think that on a story's perspective, the Song of Achilles is drastically better. On like a, a modern, if you were to like adapt one of them into a movie now. Yeah. 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 yeah like I'd rather go see, if they, if they were both premiering at the same time and they're like, listen, you can go see one, you cannot go see both. I would immediately turn tail, go see the Song of Achilles. Like, Yeah. I guess I, that's fair though, because Homer didn't even know what movies, you know, he couldn't yeah. anticipate, you know, he wasn't really writing it to be adapted in, for the screen, I guess. But um. Yeah, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. I'm not very good with like picking actors, but I will say that I think that Chris, um, Chris Pine. Oh, Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be in there somewhere. Jason Momoa's got to be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think either of them would be a good Achilles or no. Patroclus. I think Achilles. Patroclus, I've imagined after reading the Song of Achilles, I kind of imagined him very small and kind of scrawny looking. Yeah. Um, whereas Achilles, I imagine him like really pretty and like buff, but like with a level of innocence. Um, I feel like I feel like Zach Efron would make it in there as well somewhere. Zach Efron probably. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who would be who, just because I feel like there's a lot of lesser known actors that would do a really really good job in this movie yeah that i just can't even think of right now because i think that if they pick someone like you know brad pitt again or chris hemsworth again to play achilles i don't think it would do well just because that's not who i visualize and i don't see them as achilles i see i can see like you know chris hemsworth as odysseus or something you know Mm -hmm. I can and imagine, that's... I can imagine like Timoth- uh, Timothy Ch- Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine him as like Paris or something. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Maybe just because I have like Orlando Bloom's like curls in my head, but yeah, I can imagine it. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm just, I'm not very good at fan casting, to be honest. Okay, one last review to like wrap everything up okay Mm -hmm. wooden horse wooden acting wouldn't bother if i were you (laughs) (laughs) love Love that one oh my goodness that's all that's all we needed to leave it off i yeah (laughs) i don't think we need anything else um i think our opinions of this movie are very clear but just to like you know wrap it up tie the little knot it was fine it's not a movie I could see myself <laughs> returning back to by any means. Like it's not one of those mm, that I'm be like, 
yeah, I'm not gonna be like in three years be like, oh, you know what movie I haven't seen in a long time? Troy. Like Yeah. If I have two I've, hours and forty minutes, I'd rather watch two good movies than watch Yeah. This. That's a chonky time period to then sit down and watch a movie that was like it was fine. It was eye candy, you know. But I'd rather read any yeah. smut novel ever. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's how I feel. How do you feel? Feeling the same? Yeah, I'd probably give it like three out of ten, three out of five. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It depends really. Like, I feel like go in at no expectations. Like, don't expect mm-hmm. it to be historically accurate. Don't expect it to be uh, accurate to the book. Don't expect the acting to be good. <laughs> I guess just just go in at no expectations. I guess. Yeah. A slight casual violence and. Mm-hmm that's about it yeah (laughs) but yeah okay so that's all we've got next we're probably gonna be reading the odyssey so yeah yeah um yeah but that's all we got for you guys in this episode so we will catch you all in the next one bye bye Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, um, all I really have got to talk about is that our next Patreon episode will be coming out the first Friday of October. So that'll be October 1st, which is kind of fun, but that will be about uh, the Song of Achilles. So please consider checking out the Patreon and following us over there because not only do you get these episodes every single monday instead of on the wednesdays where they go live to the public but you also get an exclusive episode every single month plus i'm trying to add a lot of different you know fun rewards so you know if you want different rewards let me know and i will try my best to include them but yeah i don't really have a whole lot of announcements Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. If you want to help support this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. It is super, super helpful. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, that would be great. And I would really appreciate it. And it would get, you know, more cool people to come listen to the podcast. But that's kind of all I've got for you guys on this one. Thank you all so much for listening. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah, and our theme song was created by Raphael Crux. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye!